Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with George B. Thompson. George is the pastor of stewardship and finance at Faithful Central Bible Church in Inglewood, California. And he's also a nationally recognized financial expert and motivational speaker. He's written several books, and in this episode, we'll focus on his latest release entitled 21 Day Fast Start, Transforming Your Relationship with Money in 21 Days. Lean in as Pastor George encourages us in building generational wealth God's way. Get ready, leaders, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. It's another Unveil podcast where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. I love this job because I get to talk to world-class leaders who are making an impact for the kingdom on this earth. And today will not disappoint none other than Pastor George B. Thompson. Pastor George, it's good to have you here on the Avail Podcast. How you feeling, brother? I'm feeling awesome. I'm so glad to be on here. And I just got to give everybody a warning real quick. I've watched this before. Virgil, you got the energy and guess what? I'm going to come. I'm going to match it. He's, he's coming all the way from Florida and I'm already here in Los Angeles, the city of angels. Come on. And we are ready to be a blessing. Thank this you is, so this much. This is going to be a dynamic Avail podcast. I love it. I feel it. Pastor George, we're going to dive deep. Uh, just talking about something that God's put in your heart as a passion. I could tell already uh, building generational wealth, God's way, and just, just the whole aspect of, of stewardship and finances, the way that God's word teaches and, and, and in such a practical way. Before we do that, can you just share a little bit about who is Pastor George B. Thompson? Hey, just hey, just real simple. Hey, I just love to serve. I was born and I was raised in the Midwest in Minnesota. I came out here to California and I've just dedicated my life to helping people in four areas. Just being better stewards over their time, their temple, their bodies, their talent. God bless people that talent, a skill, and then fourth, your treasure. So what I do is I figure out a different way every day to help you get to the next level and also with leaders. I love it. I love it. I love the fact as well that your your giftings, your calling, you've you've been able to to use this within the context of the church uh, as your pastor on staff at church, but you also are available to the community, making an impact in the community. I love this. I love this. Let, let, let's let's start off maybe just with your newest book. You know, it's 2023. It's summer 2023, and, and the book. I'm excited to get it in my hands very soon. 21 day fast start. Talk to us a little bit about the heart. Why, why did you write this book? What's the heart behind it? So just, you've heard of people that have fasted, right? You've heard the Daniel fast, right? Yes, yes. No meat, no sweet, no alcohol, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. So what I did is I wrote a 21 day fast start. So this is a financial fast. Come on. You know what you do is you stop. What you do is you stop wasting money. You know, Virgil, there are people actually on this earth that worship vending machines. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean by worshiping vending machines? You put the money in and then you bow down. (laughs) So what we're going to do is we're going to stop that and we're going to stop wasting money. So what I actually do is I take 21 days. And then also I got to tell you something the CFO of our church said, uh, Steve, after this, I take 21 days and every day I'm giving you my best financial, not tip, but strategy. So we're finding out what level you're at, and mm-hmm. then we're showing you how to get to the next level in 21 days. Second reason why people really like this book. Also, it's very small. You can put it in your pocket. You can, you can utilize it. <laughs> but every day 
is only one page. And then look, it's got QR codes at the end. So you can come back and watch video because some Good. people are some people like to read, some people are audio, some people are visual. It's just something for everybody. But what I like about the most is it builds generational wealth. And mm. each day are like some of my best from all of my books. It's like our best thing to help you get to the next level. And how do we do it? God's way. Ooh, man, I'm, I'm already excited because I feel like this conversation is, is already going to help me. Leaders, lean in. Um, Pastor George, okay, so so obviously you've written, I think it's six books. How many books? Yeah, this is my sixth book. This is the sixth book, and and you're saying that in this book, the 21 Day Fast Start, it's kind of the best of the best. Here, here's my question. Let's take it back a little bit. What made what made you passionate about this area of financial stewardship, doing it God's way? Where, where does this come from? That's that, that's a very good question because then this will also lead into why this is the best book. And the reason why this is the best the, the best book is that's what the CFO of the church is because he's read all of my books. And I personally think there's two other books that I like, but he just <laughs> likes this one because of the conciseness of it. But mm. let me tell you why I started teaching uh, finances. That When I started going to churches 20 years ago in the past, I always saw finances being ministered. But there was no, I wasn't seeing the practical aspect of it. Mm. I was hearing about faith or I was hearing about certain things in the Bible, but I hadn't heard it taught that way. And then to find out there's over 2,000 scriptures that mention finances in the Bible. And you look at the parables that are in the Bible. They always mention how someone possesses something. So I'm not going to preach a sermon today, but in Matthew 25, 14 through 30, there's a, there, a man goes on a journey and he entrusts his servants, one with five mm -hmm. talents, one with two talents, one with one talent based on their ability. I'm going to stop right there and say that that's saying we got to know how to use what God has blessed us with. Because hmm. in the beginning, when you read the Bible, it says the fifth word in the Bible, in the beginning, God created. Mm -hmm. So there are so many things around us that we could utilize. But still, we sit as Christians and we're, we have financial difficulties, difficulties. We're in debt. We have bad credit. But then in the Bible, I read in, in, in Genesis 12, it said that I'll make your name great. Mm. That means you're going to have good credit. So there's certain things, the Bible and people's actions aren't lined up. So I said, let me start teaching this. I said, I'm going to show everybody how to be financially successful in one night. And then somebody raised their hand and said, I'm in debt. I said, okay, that'll be two nights. Okay, our credit's bad. Okay, it's going to be three nights. That's how I, that's how I got my first book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, when I think about it, this is a message that really applies to everybody uh, but but as as people who love God, as people who follow Jesus, man, I think I think we got to get our act together. Um, there's something that doesn't match when I say when a person says, <clears throat> "I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm following the Lord." And their my cars finances broke down. are messed up. I'm yeah, but and, but everything's messed up. So it's like almost a bad market, like you're saying. But what the Bible says and what they're doing is like different. But like you understand that if we adjusted, you understand like Abraham, David, and Joseph. We talk about wealth. Do you guys, you understand that these guys are actually wealthier than Bill Gates, Elon Musk, everything? <laughs> if you adjust them for inflation, uh -huh. because they had a product, they own a company. But we look at the people in the Bible. Watch when they're when they're doing it. They also, whenever they gave out or whenever they they gave, you always saw they had land mm. and livestock. I'm gonna keep this as PG rated as I can. <laughs> but when you have livestock, you can you know how you get more animals. You buy more animals. But then what else happens? The animals reproduce. Mm -hmm. So on a farm, you have chickens, cows, pigs, and horses. 
Now, in the world today, when you're investing, what do we talk about? Dividends, interest, capital gains, and income. Mm -hmm. It's just different, but it's still God yeah. created this, and God blesses you with that, and he blesses you with increase. And we just have to start utilizing that. So so your book, right? 21-day fast start. Let's kind of pick it on the word start. Yep. Where where, do, where where can a person kind of get started on this journey? What are what are one or two simple ways or practical ways that you kind of help people begin taking a step in the right direction? That's a that's a great question. So first of all, there's two clubs in the world, everybody. One's a starters club, the other one's a finishers club. So actually <laughs> how you start is just by starting. So in the book, the first thing we do is we evaluate and we say what level are we at? So I also want to talk to leaders about this in a moment, yeah, too. Yeah. But you want to find what levels you're at. People are one of five levels. Struggling and sinking means the inability to pay your current bills. Mm -hmm. Second level, steady. You have just to pay your bills, but some snap, crackles, or pops. You fall down the struggle. Mm -hmm. Next level is steady. I mean, sorry, solid. You've been doing something for a while, putting in the 401k, giving, tithing. You can give in the other areas, but it's a struggle. That's, that's solid. You've been working smart for a while. Next level, surplus. Quite simply, extra money. Typically on a business. Or been working somewhere for a while. Highest level service. That's where you're not really concerned with finances. You put, you just do what God puts you on this earth to do. And then what we're trying, what what we do in Fast Start is we move you from one level to the next level to the next level to the next level. So that comes by you being aware and utilizing resources that are before you. Yeah, you know, I have an interesting question for you, Pastor George. <laughs> Feel free to plead the fifth. Um, so when we talk about, you talk about these five levels, right? Struggling and sinking. Uh, steady, solid, surplus serving, right? <clears throat> what what would your guesstimate be if we talk about, if we're talking to pastors and leaders in a church, in, in average, let's just talk average scenario in the United States of America, where is the highest percentage of people on these five levels? So you, before I even answer this, and then this is why I told you I wanted to say something to all leaders and everything, because there's actually a three-part plan to how we fix this. Mm -hmm. But you obviously know that that most people are actually in the steady and the solid, but this is the challenge. The people that are struggling a lot of times make the most noise and there's so much emphasis put on that. Mm -hmm. So one of the things you want to do is, and then also as a pastor of generosity and stewardship at our church, what we've learned over time is, is that when the economy goes down, or mm -hmm. economies, everybody goes down one level, except that there are certain people that actually go up a level during and that's actually by the practices and what they know. So that's why we want to teach people how to prepare mm. before they get into these situations. As you know, uh, Joseph in the Bible is that even during the time when things yep. were going well, they began to store it. And they're doing it. So the leaders, one of the things they want to look at is that, see how I said struggling, steady, solid, surplus service? The first thing I want everyone to do is look at where you're at. Mm -hmm. Then the second question, which you would... Second question is this, where's your church at? Wow. And then the third is, where are your members at? That's actually an article I wrote for Avail, actually. Where are your members at? So before, before you ask me that question, I'm asking everyone listening because I'll tell you right now. You're at where the church is at and where the members are at. So if hmm. everybody wants to go up, how do we have to do it? Somebody say unity. We all have to do it together, just like how we take communion. <laughs> You see, our, we have to have a plan to where everybody goes if the church is struggling to steady. If it's going from steady to solid, solid to surplus. 
Because one of the biggest mistakes I think that is made in churches is the people that are doing really well, you don't minister to them. Hmm. There's no plan for the people that are other than give more. <clears throat> the people that are doing surplus. But also they have the same issues as someone that's struggling. Same issues, I'm saying marital right. relationship, right. time yeah. management, yeah. everything. Remember that? Time, temple, talent, treasure. You want to mm-hmm. make sure that you not so I advocate that you make sure you're teaching all four to all different groups so that they can live the life that God has for us. Yeah, that's good. That's a, that's a good point that you're saying, especially for for pastors, ministry leaders, because uh, it, it, there is that tendency to to want to go where you're hearing the baby crying, right? Uh, to want to want to give attention to where there there's somebody screaming because of their pain. But but sometimes if we're not careful, we're we're forgetting about this whole other group or percentage, which sometimes is even greater of people. Right. But let me give you an example. You're a pastor. You're a pastor of a church, right? So yes, sir. you have, so there are people you know that are in your church that are struggling. Mm-hmm. And this is a challenge. They've always kind of done that, right? Even in when the economy was going good, they were. Mm-hmm. And then when the economy's going bad, they're just a little louder. Yeah. Then you have people that are doing steady. You have people, solid. you had you had each one in those groups. Mm-hmm. But what's the plan for each one of them? And then also, what's the plan for you? And then your church is at one of those levels. So what are the ingredients to bring everybody up one level? And then after we go to that level, then how do we go up another level? Because you have, there's a commission, there's a mission that you have in your church, and you'd be able to do even more outreach if we were able to do that. So there's there's a couple things that, good. People, that we would advocate That's for people good. to do. Number one is look at how your income is coming in. Because see, sometimes when people are struggling, they're trying to say, I'm trying to cut this. You're trying to cut this out of your budget. After a while, you kind of get down to the bone. After a while, Mm -hmm. you just make more money. (laughs) And that's the same thing for churches. So I spoke at, uh, uh, out here, we call it USC out here in Southern California. And I was talking to churches about the state of their plate. Like, and so some churches only do their source of income is purely just from the offering plate. They right. aren't, their campus isn't used during the week. There's, you know, that they can have a child development center, a, a school. They may, they may do these things. Also have sports camps, do things. Um, here I'm in the, I'm in the beautiful city of in Inglewood, California. As you know, our church, we used to own the forum, you know, where the Lakers used to play and everything. And then now uh, right next to SoFi Stadium. So we do a lot of things with our parking, but we, but we have other revenue sources. We typically have about five. So we want to make sure that ch- churches are doing that as well. So it's going to be number one is income. Second is get out is, is debt. So I teach a class. Are you ready? It's called do good. How do you spell good? <laughs> G-O-O-D. That stands for get out of debt. So that class is taught, by the way, that's day nine. So wow, we have to, wow. the first way of how you get out of debt is you have a plan to how you're going to do that. And then also how you make it generational is you get other people involved. So my kids, like my kids are going to summer camp at summer, you know, doing all these different things. So every day mm-hmm. I give them a certain amount of money. I give them $20 and I say, hey, look, I need the receipts back. And then at the end of the week, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to invest the difference. Because there's certain things my kids know we don't do. I'll just give you one example mm-hmm. now. So if they get all their spelling words right, there's this, there's this little restaurant they like. It's called Panda. We come down and we, if they get their spelling words right, they can go to that restaurant, right? One day, one of my children didn't have not the gall, not the nerve, but the audacity to ask me, Dad, can we have a drink? 
And there's all these people in there, you know, I have twins, so I have three kids, it draws a lot of attention. And I said, a drink? I thought we came in here to eat, not to drink. Because <laughs> I don't buy drinks because that $5, five times five is 25. 25 mm -hmm. times four weeks a month, that's $100. 100 times 12 is $1,200. I can take that money and invest it. And if we buy mm -hmm. the same stocks that they're utilizing, all these video games, I'm sorry, I have to, I'm sorry I have to use a cuss word in a minute. I'm going to cuss. Roblox, there's a little video game kids play. <laughs> you Instead of spending that money, you need to own those companies because we move about ownership. Spend it, lend it, own something. So mm -hmm. we walk them through that process. So now when I give my kids money, they know not to waste it because they say we can invest it. Yeah, that's good. I, I love this. You, you know, I'm thinking as I'm thinking um, of ministry leaders leading in and, and even, even marketplace leaders, the importance of actually caring about equipping people with financial stewardship principles. Yeah. You know, I think I, even, even I'm thinking, I'm sure that you didn't day one, you didn't start off as a, as a stewardship pastor, but yes, at one point you I, you're said, right, I didn't, I was, I was in the pews said, and I saw I these to... things weren't happening and that's why I did it. So let me give example leaders. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, um, first of all, that are youth leaders. If you're doing high school, middle school, younger kids is at your church, you want to make sure that you're, you, I'm not make sure, but you want to also give everyone the opportunity to be able to learn at young ages. Like we yeah. have our, our, our young, our, our ministry is called jam Jesus and me. So what we mm -hmm. give is we give out jam dollars. So my kids, now they don't give me any more money because my kids have figured it out. They, they, if you show up, you get a, you get a jam dollar. If you also bring somebody else, if you know your scripture, they'll ask you questions. And my kids have learned to know what's going to happen. Cause I'm going to ask him anyway. You know what I mean? Like what's, what's happening? Like when we think of Paul and Silas, they were in jail. I'm like, okay, well next week, or they let me know if they got out. You know what I mean? Like, so they're going <laughs> to like, let me know what's going on. Then mm -hmm. at the end of the week, cause we, we, um, they can go out at the end of the week, at the end of the month, they can, they open up a store and they can buy gifts. Mm -hmm. Now my kids give gifts to other kids or other ones. Cause they have everything that's happened in there. Right. So what are they learning? They're learning to receive and they're learning to give, but mm. they're learning it practically. Cause see, we keep telling people stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. tell people stuff. I show people stuff. And then the highest level is you model it. Someone says, George, will you mentor me in finance? Pastor George, will you mentor? I'm like, no, I model it. So if we want to show you how to own a home, I'm going to like when we do, when we teach our home ownership classes and everything, before we go to the financing things, we want people to get started and do these things. I take you to Home Depot and show you how to renovate it. That <laughs> motivates you to stop going to the certain restaurants on Friday night and spending all that, spending all that money. Cause mm -hmm. I got to get your heart into it first. And then That's it's got to so be good. a family goal That's to get generations. Okay. So, so I have a question. Okay. Um, who taught you? Cause, cause you're, you're doing a good job teaching your kids. And I know, I know that not all of our parents or grandparents were the best models or mentors financially. Who taught you? Was it in the family? Was it somebody else? Was it in the church? Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? Avail is excited to announce that for a limited time, you can get a free six-month trial subscription to the Avail Journal. The Avail Journal was created to equip and empower leaders with everything they need to excel. 
read quarterly issues, and pick up leadership wisdom from high-impact leaders like Sam Chand, John Maxwell, Tim Tebow, and dozens more. Take the first step in becoming a more effective leader. Sign up for your free six-month trial subscription to the Avail Journal by visiting availjournal.com. This is actually the reason why I teach this so so hard. It's actually God has put people in my life Hmm. that were just the most, that just, I never knew how the level they were at until like now. So, for example, I was in college at Pepperdine, and this guy was setting up, now don't say I'm old, setting up slideshows, and I used to work audiovisual, and I was, on, <laughs> I was on scholarship, but I used to set up audiovisual stuff. This guy says, I'm going to show everybody how to trade stocks and investments. And I set up his slideshows, and I was working through his slides, and I was ahead of him, too. I was, like, watching slides, and I'd flip the next slide and say, hey, man, when you do that, and, and he talked about options and trading, he goes, hey, look. He gave me $100. Back in the 90s, I was, like, a lot of money, you know what I mean, for, like, an hour and a half. And I said, hey, where are you tomorrow night? He says, I'm going to be over. You said, I said, I'll come and I'll come and run your slideshow. And I started watching him. And then I started calling him and I started investing. And I started wow. making that money and investing. And his card was, he was the head of training at the Chicago Board Options Exchange. I used to call him on the floor of the exchange. He used to take my call. I said, hey, man, I have a question about the trade. He's like, yeah. They were, he was literally making the market. But he took my call as a 19-year-old kid, 18, 19-year-old mm. kid. I didn't know. Later on, I was like, that guy was – until he retired. Then I was like, they're like, you knew him? I was like, yeah. And he would take – he'd be on the floor of the exchange taking my call, and he'd be trading many – he goes, hold on one second. And trade up, make up maybe a 5 or $10 million trade. It was like, I'm talking wow. to this kid. Wow. kid. But you see, that's why you have to understand that what's God's – no, you make me cry. God's favor mm. in your life. Mm. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what your position you're in, what you're doing. God, you see, favor is better than money. You see, he's mm-hmm. always put people in there. Like whenever there's a time when I'm on to buy real estate or doing the same thing, he's just made a way. But see, he makes a way, I, I believe, because of if you've been a good steward over what he's done before, he's going to put you in a position. And right. I promise right. God, and then I'm not going to cry anymore. If you give me some information, I'm going to share with everybody. I'm going to write it to where everybody can understand. I'm going to make it as Come plain on. as I can. I'm going to be on YouTube. I'm going to be on Avail. I'm going to do whatever. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say, look, how did Jordan do it? I said, struggling, steady, sound, service. Look, here's the Avail book. There it is. Turn to the page. Boom. I'm right in there. You know what I mean? Like, so if you tell me something, God, if you give it to me, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to somebody else. Because if you remember, it says that in the Bible, Matthew mm-hmm. 25. 18 and 21, you are faithful over a few things. I'll make you a ruler <clears throat> over men. And you understand, I'm just, I'm just, God has just blessed me. He's always put someone in there. Like I'll sit down and say, I want to write something about this. And then I'll just sit down the plane. The person will sit down right next to me and say, yeah, I'm the head of that. And I'll just be sitting on the plane and they'll just sit and they'll just keep talking to me. Like when I want to do a podcast, uh, one of the guys from the pivot just sat down on the plane. He walked down. I said, and, I, and then I stood up. And then he sat down right next to me and then he wouldn't fall asleep. He just talked to me all the way back. And I just learned it just happens. And it's out. Ain't nothing. No coincidence. It's God's favor. I'm trying to Oof, love I love it. Cry. All right. Go ahead. I love it. I love it. I love it. I didn't. My intention was not to make you cry, but tears are good. They tell a story. I like. <laughs> all right. So, I'm crying. so I'm, I'm I, I want to. I want to veer into the concept of building generational wealth. But before that, one last question before that, 
and and it is specifically have you noticed any consistent or repetitive patterns regarding financial disorder or the reason why sometimes there's generational financial disorder yeah so um there's there's just two main ones the number one one is just just first of all is I don't want to use the word ignorance, but just not knowing. And let me tell you what the problem is right now that I'm dealing with and that we're all dealing with is this. Mm -hmm. Now, see, before people didn't know. Now there's so much misinformation. See, before you just didn't have the information. Now there's so many people telling you to do this weird stuff that hasn't worked. Like there's some timeless things that you just need to do. You know what I mean? As far as investing, as far as debt. Like, do you know Mm -hmm. how people are like, how do you get these creditors off you? Well, you do this, do this. I'm like, no, uh, pay them the money. Just, but right. no, you can, they, I want all my debtors to go away. Okay, yeah, just give them the money. They'll go away. They'll go away. But all the lying to the credit people, then trying to get it right, off, then right. coming back a month later. You know what I mean? Like just all these different things. Mm-hmm. That was thing. That was, that's that's what I'm saying challenge number one is. And then now is, <laughs> and then pardon my language, but just the Instagram, Facebook, the, the social media people's profiles, I think there are people that actually believe that that stuff is true. You know, wow. people that work out, I mean, the, the thing, or um, I think I told you I live in Inglewood, and I was driving home one day, and there's this there's a certain car, this green, these kids shoot videos in front of SoFi up and down the street. And then I'm like, and the guy goes, hey, yeah, and I, we're, we're renting the car out for an hour. I'm like, so these kids are just renting that car. That's not their car. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I don't know if they can rent the jewelry and the girls and everything. I don't know what else is all rented with that. But you see, the profiles they think are real, but they're fake. Right. Just like with my, just like I had that with my kids. One day, my son, I remember like it was yesterday. He came he, when they during the pandemic when they were getting educated at school. I mean, at home, he came downstairs and said, "Daddy, I want to. Um, can you give me twenty dollars to buy some Robux? Roblox? Robux? That's some." Sorry, guys, I have to cuss. They're using, that's that's fake money inside of a game. <laughs> I looked at him. I said, son, remember, I'm giving a law. This is generational wealth, everybody. Mm-hmm. I said, dad doesn't use real money to buy fake things. He put his head down, walks away. I say, hey, man, come back. I think they went public. Let's, I'm going to buy a share of Robux right now. He lights up, runs upstairs, boom, 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 boom. Brother and sister come down. Alex said that we bought Roblox. We own the company. I said, we do. <laughs> Chess out. Walks upstairs. He says, we're going to tell all our friends that we own Roblox. I said, you tell all your friends that your dad bought Roblox, and if they want some, call your daddy. <laughs> but see, the same way that I did that to them is the same way that God does that for us. Mm-hmm. There are so many resources that are available to us, but we, we, we're trying to do the fake stuff. Hmm. That's so important. That's so important. It's so true, especially with today's media and um, anybody can put anything up. And and it looked like it's true. Like I I I mean the workout ones. People there's there's a guy that does workouts <laughs> on an arm. He's, he's pushing the barbell, ju- running on an exercise machine, lifting the weight. <laughs> I said I said man, my arm hurt and my knee hurt watching you do this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, but he, I don't know how many times he has to do that before he can do it. I mean, he's laying the place down and jumping up on him and the, yeah. whole, the whole bed. I'm like, yeah, I don't see how that would be functional. I don't I see me walking down the street and have to jump on top of some 45s like that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just work out and just have a little step plan for people. <laughs> I have a question, Pastor George. I have a question. Do you perceive 
a spiritual connection to people's relationship with, with money and finances. In other words, obviously there's, you know, physical things that you do material and, and maybe emotional, but is, do, you, do you see that there's a spiritual connection to how people steward their finances? Yeah. So, you know, that's a, we would have a whole show on that, but you know that how, and then I'm going to go to Genesis on, with you, but, mm -hmm. but how you manage money is how you manage everything mm -hmm. in relationships. Like it, you know, just like tithing is, is that mm -hmm. you love the Lord. So you, you're a giver. Yeah. If there are people like, oh, I want to sneak this or do that, or I'm going to cheat this or cheat that. And just different, how you handle money, how you do little things is how you do everything. And mm -hmm. that's, we, we see that in every area, but also the relationship that you have with money. Because see, people think that money buys things for people. You know what I mean? Or, it's just a, or that's how they get love or how they do mm -hmm. solutions or how they do that. Money is just a tool. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn how to manage that. Just like any other, just like relationships. Look at how people have their relationship with their spouse and look how they have their relationship with their money and how their kids and their relationships. Mm. Is you see like that, it just money, just more, it does that. And it's also money's a magnifier magnifier. Yeah. So if you see somebody that is, it's just kind of um, trying to keep this PG rated is, you know, I've noticed people that are just really messy with their money. They tend to be messy mm -hmm. with just like everything. Mm -hmm. If you're late with your money, you're late with that. Like, you know, me personally is all the people I work with that are like my properties and everything. I pay really fast. Like I pay them because when you pay people fast, you make fast friends. Like, so these, these guys that work on my properties and everything, I'm like this, they shoot me a picture. They say, hey, this is what I fixed in the plumbing, this and that thing. I said, man, Hey, just ping me back when you receive your Zelle. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's because what happens is I when I when they get a phone call from me, I want them to smile and pick it up. Yeah. I may be, yeah, that's I may good. not. So what you're doing is you understand like what you're doing is, but that's how I am about everything. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it shows that. Yeah, that's good. Um, I want to, I want to kind of hit the final stretch, focusing on the concept of building generational wealth. It's one thing for, for you and me to do well, but you said it and you've done it well throughout this whole conversation. What about our kids and what about our kids' kids? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So first of all, uh, generational wealth. If you can just hold up two fingers, whenever you talk about generational wealth, there are two aspects of it, because what the misconception is, is people think that when you are talking about generational wealth, it's about money. Hmm. It's actually knowledge that you need to pass as mm -hmm. much as you do. Well, mm -hmm. if you have not taught your children, or actually, I'm saying relatives, see, they're going side to side. Remember the struggling, steady, solid surplus? You can learn all the business things in the world, do all the things. Actually, same thing. Believe in God, everything. But if they don't, right, it stops. Hmm. So how you pass, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry if you haven't heard me <laughs> preach. I clap because I'm excited <laughs> about what I'm going to say. How you pass a generational blessing mm -hmm. is you pass knowledge. Come on. So that example that I used earlier with my son is, what, did I, what am I doing every day with my kids? Like, do you see that where, where I told him about owning Roblox? Yeah. Do you see what I did that day? 
I turned him from a consumer into a producer. So what you do is, is I'm teaching my children that. So when I, they get on the bus, and I don't know if they're embarrassed or whatever, but they have a mm-hmm. Ziploc bag with $20 in it, and then they, then they go to the restaurant. They, have to, they went to, <laughs> I'm shouting out restaurants here in L.A., Tito's Taco, and then they, they say, excuse me, at the end of the conversation, they go like this, excuse me, sir, yeah, can I get a receipt? Yeah. When they do that, those people right there know that someone is holding that accountable. Uh-huh. And when you come back, you got to be accountable for your money. My kids now, when I say, hey, man, they're going to Knoxbury from there and say, hey, you want me to give you $40 a day? They're like, nah, just give us 20 I said, look, I'm like this. I almost think your mom is giving me a hard time. So, look, just take this and just bring it back. <laughs> they know they do it. When we go to music parts, I give them $20. I give them a 10 and two fives. And I, I get lunch for them. So, so before you guys call the child protective people on me, is I do that. And I, and I say, I got lunch. But whatever amount of money you keep, I will double it hmm. next time. So I want you to learn how to keep it and, and save it. So what am I doing? I'm teaching delayed gratification. Mm. Does everybody understand right now? Do you understand what I'm doing right now? Yeah. I'm teaching, and this ain't about money. You see me talk about money, yeah. but it's about how they manage it and how they do that. So when you teach generational wealth, what I'm doing is I'm teaching everybody in 20-year increments. Oh, yeah, 20 years is a, is a generation. So mm. like, so I want the uh, people from zero to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 60. So we're teaching them how to manage finance. And remember the uphill battle with the people now with the social media is like, hey, those profiles, them, them people go somewhere and shoot on them videos on Monday for a month. And then you start mm. posting them. But you, <laughs> but, you, but you shoot that. But what you do is you're teaching generational. Also, you need to teach it sideways, meaning like to your bro, to your brother. To I'm talking, mm-hmm. to, I'm talking to everybody yeah. listening. Your brother, yeah, yeah. your sister, and then also to your um, to your um, to your parents, which is the yeah. children's grandparents. Okay, good. Your parents. Now I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, your parents. Like mm-hmm. at Christmas time, one of the things they can do is they can sit down and tell a story. What's the best financial? What's the best financial decision you made? And they'll say mm-hmm. to buy a house. Like they bought a house maybe for like ten grand. Like now I live in Los Angeles where, where I, I was putting up property value, uh, home prices. And somebody mm-hmm. asked me from one of my podcasts, they thought they were phone numbers. Mm. That's how high prices are out here. <laughs> so do you understand? Like what's your biggest financial decision? And then what's one that was I'm saying? And show it to your kids and tell them. Wow. And then the, after that, then, and then I'm just now naming companies. And by the way, these are not stock recommendations or everything like this, but my kids know I love Costco. Is, mm-hmm. is that when I take them to coffee, they know I own stock in that company because they see how I mm-hmm. walk in there. Like, hey, Dad, can I get a pair of pants? You sure can. Hey, you, you want some great? And then we only shop from that list. And then they come back. Then I explain to them, I said, do you know what a dividend is? And I explain it to them. I said, see, all these people in line, all these people buying stuff, they put money into the company and then we receive dividends. Mm-hmm. They remember that? Back to the farm. Mm-hmm. I'm building the farm. Chickens, cows, pigs, horses. Dividends, interest, capital gains means you bought at this price and went up, income. Mm-hmm. The last thing about generational wealth that I want to just say with kids, just, just, these are just practical tips, is, is that see that now they're reaching, 11, now I can hire them to come work. These are separate shows we have to do. I can hire <clears> them to come work for the companies that I work for mm-hmm. in doing that. So now what I do is, hey, come to this property with me, and you walk, go up here and hand that to them. And then also this podcast, I could have, but I'm here at work, have one of my kids introduce me. <laughs> and then 
then what the funny part is, then I then I put them on the one third, one third, one third plan. So my kids um, take out our neighbor's trash and they do stuff and they get paid twenty dollars. So seven dollars they give, seven dollars they invest, and seven dollars they can just spend on whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say, Pastor George, seven and seven and seven is my houses <laughs> is twenty one. So I'm not explaining them what compound. <laughs> so I'm laughing, but you, this is the way I am, brother. I said, I said, son, there's something called capital. There's something called um, there's something called um, interest. I said, what was this? I'm, I'm gonna compound the money, Dad. What's compound mm-hmm. interest, son? Let's let let me pull out this little board for you and explain to you how your money make money. But Dad, how's your money make money? I said, well, we we have to stop playing Roblox. That's how we start. <laughs> Everybody, don't do that. Don't do that. If you do that, turn off your Wi-Fi network. Kids will come back and turn the house on fire. <laughs> hey, I, I want to help people connect with you, Pastor George, because I think a lot of people are not only leaning in, but wanting wanting more, specifically the 21-day fast start, transforming your relationship with money in 21 days. That book, that's that's the fresh off the press one. Where can they connect with you? Where can, How can they get that book in their hands? How can they lean into more resources and content from you? You got the books all over there. <laughs> <coughs> Okay, gotcha. Okay, I'm sorry, man. Let's everybody stay focused. Everybody stay focused. All right, the number one way to get on me, don't, don't laugh. I'm sorry, you can laugh. Um, one time, somebody said they couldn't find me, so I bought the website. I can't find George.com. If you Love go it. there, there'll be a whole link tree of all the ways of resources. But also, you can go to georgebthompson.com. And then, by the way, there's always an offer on there. Like I always have somewhere I'll give you a couple chapters so you can start reading. Uh, my material or uh, my 21 day fast start. There's like, you can sign up for that and you can utilize that and be able to um, also get involved. And the reason why I always do that is, um, is that sometimes, I don't know if you've ever gone somewhere and people um, just talk about selling you stuff, but they don't actually ever teach you anything. So mm. I put all my, all, if you, I think you've, if you've ever gone to my website, it's all right. Yeah. There. You can, you know, yeah, you I've can seen it. press play and watch it. I'm telling you, there ain't no, I'm not keeping nothing, no secret. I already told, I'm, I'm, all right, I'm, I'm saying this, and I, I mean this with no arrogance. I'm just saying this confidence in what God does. If I know it, I'm going to share it. I'm going to tell you about it. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding nothing back to charge you this or do that. I'm, no, if I can bless you, I'm, 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 I'm going to have, God blesses you. But if I'm a, if I'm a tool for that, uh, I thank him for the stewardship. I just want to be a good steward over the knowledge that he's given me. That's so good. Hey, everybody, you heard it. I can't find George.com or you can just go to George B. Thompson.com. I love this. Resources are huge for leaders. <clears throat> Resources are huge for anybody who wants to grow. I'll just mention the Avail Journal for all of you Avail audience out there. If you don't have it yet, George's got one that he's got the latest uh, summer 2023 edition, which you have an article in, right? Yes. That's the different levels and all that. And then also, I just want to tell you guys, use use avail. And then also, if you type back into me, if you're a leader and you want me to uh, talk to you about your organization and the in those three pillars, meaning the mm-hmm. pastor, the leader, the organization, and the members, everyone moving up together, just tell me you saw it on, on a bail and then shoot me, uh, inbox me on any of those resources. And then some of my team will get back to you. That's so good. You guys heard it there. I can't find George.com. 
You go to georgebthompson.com, also availjournal.com for a free annual subscription to the Avail Journal, where you're going to get great content from great leaders and pastors like Pastor George B. Thompson. He's holding one up there, modeling it for us as well. Um, (laughs) I want to close off with just a final nugget, a final thought, a final encouragement that you want to leave our Avail audience with, Pastor George. Yes. Uh, In the Bible, God says, I'll bless you. I'll bless those that bless you. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. And in order to do that, you need to be a good steward over time. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. God is Ephesians 2 and 10. You're uniquely made that you have a talent or a skill. And we want you to be able to utilize that. Third, your temple, your body, take care of it. It's the one that you have, that's temple. And then fourth is your treasure, your finances is be intentional about those four areas and how to move them forward in each one of them. That's good. Drop the mic. Love it. Uh, Pastor George, this has been awesome. Uh, I want to say on behalf of the Avail team, Dr. Sam Chan, Martin Van Tilburg, everybody who's behind the scenes here at Avail, we bless you, we honor you, and we're thankful for your life. Thank you for being obedient to God's call. And thank you for this, this newest book that you just put out. We're thankful for you. Hey, everybody, if you enjoyed this, make sure you lean in to Pastor George B. Thompson's uh, content by going to I can't find George.com, <laughs> georgebthompson.com, also availjournal.com for the free avail journal for one year. We want you to have it. Be blessed. Be encouraged, everybody. My name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, a.k.a. Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. I'm your host here on Avail. Every week, a new episode pops out with amazing leaders. Be blessed, everybody. And remember, you can win in your finances with God's help and God's principles. Pastor George B. Thompson can help you along the way. God bless you guys. See you next time right here on the Avail Podcast. Thank you so much, Virgil. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast with our guest, George B. Thompson. You can find out more about George on social media and by going to ICan'tFindGeorge.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail podcast.